Welcome to Living the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier. Welcome back. So glad to be spending this time with you. Welcome, my love. I'm so glad that you're here as well. And I'm really looking forward to this episode today. Amen. Amen. So before we get into the word and before we get into this, my love, will you pray for us, please? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are. Our, you're our God and we're your people. Mm-hmm. It's a, a wonderful opportunity that we definitely could never earn and do not deserve. But you have bestowed upon us, Lord, given us the, the opportunity to be joint heirs with your son, Jesus. So we thank you, Lord. We praise and magnify your name. And Lord, we mm-hmm. thank you and invite you into this place today and your Holy Spirit to move how you see fit to move in every area and aspect of our lives, but to lead us and guide us into all truth, to teach us and show us things to come mm-hmm. and to help us to conf- help to conform us to the image of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the Christ. Mm-hmm. We bind the hand of the enemy that would seek to Thank you, Lord. distract, that would seek to divert attention. We bind him in the name of Jesus and we rebuke him, and command right. him to leave That's in the right. almighty name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. He has no power. He has no authority. Mm-hmm. Anything that he would attempt to use, we command him to cast those weapons down to mm-hmm. the ground or they will fall down dead in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not yes, to be picked Lord. up or used again. Yes, Lord. You're in the Almighty. Almighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That you are bringing about the change in us. That you are preparing and training us as your warriors. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. For your end time harvest. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' Almighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, honey. I'm expecting fruit from your lives. Amen. I just want to say that and just declare it right now because I heard that as you were praying. I'm expecting fruit. I expect fruit of this time that we're spending um, in the God's Warriors basic training series. I'm expecting fruit. Mm-hmm. And likewise, you should expect fruit in your Absolutely. life from the Lord moving in and through you. <clears throat> Okay, our springboard scripture today is going to be 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. And we're going to talk about practical application of the ministry of healing, salvation, and deliverance as it pertains to being in truth, walking in truth. We've talked about that the previous couple of episodes as we've talked about operational warfare because that's a key component to our spiritual warfare is truth. That we, we talked about the having our waist girded about with the belt of truth, but that really also describes and denote that true is that uh, truth is at the center of us, our being, and that we speak from truth, we flow from truth, we live in truth, and um, we walk in the truth, which is hand in hand with walking in the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. But truth specifically, because it's the foundation of what we're doing. We talked about the character of our Lord and Savior and the character of our um, of the Godhead or Heavenly Father. There's no lie in him. All he all he does is truth, and everything he speaks comes to pass. So, my love, will you read to us First John chapter one verses five through ten, please? Yeah, absolutely. It says, "This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all." 
If we say that we have fellowship in him, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. Okay, now this verse is written to believers, and it's covering if um, if we happen to make a, a mistake and we sin against the Lord. Um, how we handle that is being honest about it. We admit that sin and we bring it to the Lord. Now, don't, please don't get distracted. Don't, don't, be, don't <laughs> scratch your head and go, what is she talking about? I thought we were talking about um, operating in or applying what we've been learning um, in this segment to ministry of healing, salvation, and deliverance. Well, we are. We are. That's what we're talking about. And the scripture absolutely applies. So we talked about in the last episode, um, and I just, I said it very bluntly, don't be a liar. Which mm-hmm. the positive side of that is walk in the truth, tell the truth, be someone um, of truth and character in how you operate, how you think, how you function, love the truth and walk in the truth. So what he's saying here is we don't look at things and go, I didn't sin. <laughs> right. When when there is a problem that arises, we don't look at it and go, well, I'm a I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. So I didn't sin. He said, no, if you say that, then you're a liar and the truth is not in you. But if we walk in the light and we have fellowship with him, we are able to admit that we have sinned. And then Jesus has an opportunity to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if you continually walk around and say, I have no sin, you're calling him a liar. And then there's no application. There's no um, smearing of the blood of Jesus over that sin to bring restoration. But if we tell him what's happening, now he has something to forgive. So if we say sin's not there, there's nothing to forgive. Now, how does this apply to what we're talking about? Sometimes as ministers of the gospel, especially especially if you've been in a Pentecostal arena very long, we, we talk about words. And we also talk about... Um, how we're supposed to live in Christ Jesus and what he's made as a part of our covenant when it comes to regards of he's healed us um, from every sickness and disease. He's carried our burdens for us already by his stripes. We are healed. And sometimes when we present or we see something that arises, that's contrary to what we've been taught in the scripture, the tendency is to deny what's there. So while we refuse the right of the improper circumstance to remain, sickness for an example, we refuse the right for it to remain. We do not say that it is not there because if there's no problem, then what do we need the Lord to correct? Uh Right? So I I hope that's, that's coming across clearly to you. So if someone is, you know, an amputee, they're missing one of their legs. And because you're a believer and you're trying your best to walk in faith, you go and say, you have two legs. And the man's going, no, I need healing because my leg is missing. And you go, no, no, you have two legs. That's a denial of what's there, right? And so then how do you go to God and ask for help 
to correct the error in the, the presentation if there is no problem, right? So that's different than walking around and confessing problems and looking mm-hmm. for them. That's a, a very different dichotomy than someone who's always looking to be sick. They revel in sickness and disease. They use it as a tool to get attention or things of that nature. I know this is a very, especially as you're growing up in the things of God, it can be hard to define these two situations. How do we, where's the, the line between speaking by faith, (laughs) calling those things that be not as though they were and denying what's present. But there is a line and we're going to talk about that in this episode. Darling, did you have something you want to say? I'll say we can even bring it back to the most basic um, level. Entering into a relationship with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Prior to that, you, I was a sinner. Mm-hmm. But now that I've entered into that relationship, I am no longer a sinner. Mm-hmm. I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. However, do I still sin? Sure. And I can, but I'm, that doesn't make me a sinner right anymore i'm still the righteousness in christ jesus and now i just have to say lord forgive me i did sin mm-hmm. but i'm no longer defined by that absolutely i'm defined by what christ did which makes me the righteousness in him that's right so when we come into salvation we do become the righteousness of god in christ jesus absolutely so just because someone even a believer has symptoms of sickness in their body doesn't mean that they don't need to receive healing. Mm-hmm. Now, does it change the fact? Well, I'm going to start it this way. Here are the facts. Christ has already died for us, and he's already made provision for us to receive whatever healing that we need. And no matter what our station is, our faith level, how long we've been in Christ Jesus, we still will have to actively receive that healing by faith. We have to grab a hold of it in the spiritual realm with our faith and bring it back into the natural because something in the natural is out of alignment with what the Lord said. When we started the operational warfare um, part of this, we talked about the fact that the Lord sends his trained warriors to a place, location, or a situation so he can bring aid, assistance, or correction through his warrior. He needs our mouth and our permission but he also needs to be able to position us into those places, locations, and situations where others need help so that they can connect to the provision that he's already provided. So when we come, it's important that we're always listening to the Holy Spirit and we're looking for the truth of what God's saying, what's at the core of this, but we're also able to operate in the natural plane to assess and identify what's standing before us in the natural, get clarification and understanding from the Holy Spirit about what the the reality of it is, and then address it from the plane of we are spiritual warriors, taking care of bringing the spiritual into the natural so that person can connect with the provision. We talked about Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. The Lord sent him there. He had a word. He had the spiritual realm in his mouth, right? The throne room of God was in, in present, was present in what he was getting ready to say and do. And he approached a woman in a natural situation. Her natural circumstances were the, the meal was running out and she was gathering sticks to make her last little cake, and cook it on those sticks so her and her son could eat it. And then whatever their fate would be, she assumed it would be death, would take place. 
But Elijah came and he didn't say, you have more meal than you think you do. He said it won't run out. Right. He didn't say the bin is is full of meal. Now, if that's the word that the Lord had put in his mouth, that's one thing. That's what he would have said. But if he was speaking from a natural standpoint and taking the, um, if I could use a metaphor, if he was taking the position of an ostrich and putting his head in the sand so that he didn't see that the, the bin only had one more scoop of, you know, meal in it and that she only had a little bit of water or whatever to prepare this cake. If he tried not to look at the circumstance and then just act like it didn't exist, he would not have been able to use the power of God to address it because the power of God operates based on truth. The Lord sent him there because her meal was about to run out. God sent him there because without connection to the spiritual realm, to the aid that the father was sending, the woman would have perished. So likewise, in Jesus's ministry, people brought the lame to him, the sick and the blind. He acknowledged where they were in the natural, that their natural standpoint was what it was. But then he also stood on the fact and the truth that what God said and provided and did was a higher authority and plain than what he saw in the natural. He didn't close his eyes and say, this doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's not there. He didn't take that approach. He said, I see it. I understand what you're saying, but I understand also, more importantly, that the word of the father is higher than what you see in the natural. And so he connected with the provision that Holy Spirit was speaking. And then he released those specific words to deal with that circumstance in that situation. And they received it by faith. That's right. And they were made whole. That's right. And they joined their faith as much as they had. All they needed was a grain of mustard seed. Didn't say they had to be big faith giants and be laying hands on folks themselves. They had a mustard seed of faith. The Lord knew that and he was able to work with it. But the one who was sent, which is also the position that we're looking from, the one who was sent had to be able to operate in both planes. He was in the natural realm, but he didn't let the natural realm limit him. He did not acquiesce to the presentation of the natural realm. He ruled over it and relied on the truth that was made known to him by the father as the real situation. So let's take um, Jairus and his daughter, for example, or the ruler of the synagogue. His daughter had died in the natural. And he said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. Right? So that's a case where everybody was like, it's obvious that this person is dead. But Mm -hmm. the father had already spoken, which is why he released a different word. Mm -hmm. Okay? Even Lazarus. Lazarus there said, he's dead. He stinks. It's over and done with. He didn't deny what he was looking at, but he was speaking on what the father had already said about the situation. This isn't, the sickness isn't unto death. Let's go wake him up. Okay. Amen. He's sleeping. So it's important that we are not taking this standpoint in our mind and our being that we're afraid of what natural circumstance is presenting itself but we are confident, rested, invested in what the Father says goes. That is the truth that governs everything else. Okay? So that means also, just because we think something is in a certain state, that doesn't mean that the Lord feels the same way about it. And so we have to do both of these things. Not Mm -hmm. be afraid to acknowledge or face what's before us and 
not to try to formulate it based or pigeonhole it based on our own mindset concerning it. It's what does the father think about it? How does he feel about it? And we're, we're to get from the father what he declares is the state and the situation. Then put those words in our mouth and believe what he says about it, not what our natural eyes see and not our opinion, not what anybody else says, not what we, um, you know, and it's most certainly we don't listen to fear talking. Um, the language that you need to be on the lookout for that you might hear in your subconscious is, I don't want this to happen. That's fear talking. So don't, don't indulge that. Just be present in the moment with God and make sure that you walk with him in the situation. I know for myself early in my um, walk with the Lord, I really wanted to operate in faith. And I had a, a, a challenge because I didn't want to admit that there was a situation that I needed help with, but then I wanted God to help me. And I remember struggling with this and wanting to go to the altar um, at, at the church that I was attending at the time. And I wanted to get the Lord's help on it, but there was, because I wouldn't, I was afraid to say or acknowledge that this is a situation. I need healing in my body or my, my child needs healing in this regard. It limited me. Now you might be thinking about, um, Elisha, the, the woman and Elisha, where she said all is well, she was speaking by faith, but she didn't acknowledge, she did not fail to acknowledge that there was a problem because she went to the man, right? <laughs> so she wasn't just sitting there, you know, putting a cake in her little boy's hand and holding a cup of water up to his mouth, acting like he was still physically alive. She recognized that there was a problem but she went for help and she didn't allow herself to speak from fear. So it's important that we're able to separate these different items that can sometimes feel like they're in a ball. And it's, um, it even can seem like it's the same thing, but there's a difference between them and letting the Holy spirit articulate it to us is the way that we navigate that. So we're both in recognition of what is happening, but more so in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> is that coming across, my love? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Do you have something you wanted to share over there? Well, I'll say this, because uh, actually, um, that you brought up on Elisha and, and the woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. She was by faith, right? Her faith mm -hmm. was in tune, mm -hmm. knew that she needed a word from the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Actions from the Lord, and, but her faith was was active, and and that's key. Now, there's if we um <laughs> go through that, she didn't say what what the issue was, right? She just mm -hmm. knew all was going to be well. She she trusted the Lord enough to know that hey, no, the the Lord provided this blessing in my mm -hmm. life right, to her mm -hmm. son, mm -hmm. something she desired clearly. Mm -hmm. And knew that uh, his time wasn't over. Mm -hmm. As in, she knew the Lord was not going to snatch this blessing from her. Mm -hmm. right? So she held the Lord in a right perspective mm -hmm. and went to the individual that first gave that word concerning her son and saw it to pass, right? Uh, or she saw that it came to pass, um, that, the, that the word was good. She stood on that. She trusted mm -hmm. the Lord. So she goes back, and, and I love how Elisha, well, actually... Elisha corrects Gehazi, mm -hmm. who's like, hey, you know, leave us alone. And <laughs> and Elisha's like, no, no, she's in grief, right? Mm -hmm. But but then he acknowledges, hey, 
I I don't know what the issue is. Like the Lord's hidden this thing from me. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't, as you were saying, deny that there was an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was waiting to hear from the Lord, not even from the woman. And so so let's understand that, because in the last episode we also talked about not vocalizing all our thought process and in so doing declaring or releasing words of doubt or that I'll say make the situation worse. He, as in this example, Elisha in this case, just remained focused with the Lord and listening for what the Lord had to say concerning it, say and or whatever the Lord was going to show him. So um, that's something for all of us to recognize. Mm-hmm. And then he had it, right? And went and carried forth, saying and doing what the Lord had for him to say and do. Amen. So that's that's how we should all carry and conduct ourselves. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. So as we are walking with the Lord, fear not and we are not, as you said, my love, we're not to speak from our own initiative, but that what the Father says, that's what we speak. And that's the same description about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he doesn't speak on his own initiative, but that what the Father says, that's what he speaks. So remember that, especially as you, um, you're walking as God's minister, that you don't judge with your eyes. You don't judge with your natural ears, but take a, take it to the Father and let him disclose to you what's right. And that's an again, of course, we should discipline our mouths, of course, but we're not afraid of situations. Mm-hmm. And we don't judge based on what we think. We don't make conclusions based on our own mindset. Now, I want to bridge this together a little bit more with what we talked about um, before in the previous episode. Your spirit, your soul, and your body, there has to be alignment within you to realize and to be fully persuaded that what God says is going to come to pass. And you have to bring that together with your soul knowing that what you say will will come to pass. You are a speaking spirit. And if there's a revolt on the inside of your being, we talked about how the, the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is, is in perfect alignment with one another, perfect agreement. There's no deviation from the goal and the plan. And the Son knows when the Father speaks, it's coming to pass, right? The Holy Spirit knows there's no um, confusion about that. There's no doubt about it. So for your soul to be in agreement, you have to build a culture within yourself that you know, you know what you say will come to pass. And the best way, the only way that that is truly going to find its fulfillment and it, the fullness of its purpose and that being carried out is if you put God's words in your mouth, right? You have confidence that what he says will come to pass, but you are the one giving voice to his words in the earth, right? So then you put those words in your mouth and you have confidence as well. And you don't use your words vainly or idly so that you're saying things that you don't mean and you don't mean what you, what you say. Okay. So you have to develop the habit of saying what you mean and meaning what you say, because it all flows back together to get the, um, to allow the power of God to flow through you without hindrance. Now, 
we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. The devil understands that if you have potency in your mouth, you have power in your mouth, you will and you can destroy his works and you will crush him. Not by your own initiative, but because of the name of Jesus and the power of God that's resting in and upon you through your covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. So he, the adversary goes to great lengths to dilute your words, to water them down, to take away their power and to cause you to say other things that he hopes will connect to your creative ability, but they're ungodly and wrong and try to get those to come to pass. Just the basic human can give permission to the adversary or they can give permission to God with their words. But we're on a higher plane. So we have that working, the, the permission to God or the adversary with their words. But because we're on a higher level, a higher plane of um, walking with the Lord in regards to being accountable to him to be his warrior, we also have the privilege and the responsibility to be a conduit for his power to intentionally work through us. Amen. So be on the lookout. Avoid things that um, requires you to take a word out of its context and its purpose and try to use it and convince somebody that it's right. Try to be on guard not to manipulate your words. Don't manipulate God's words and don't manipulate words. Use them for their meaning. And as you walk with the Lord, you will begin to see that he clarifies and goes, well, that's not what that means to me. I understand what the world may say. But when I speak this word, this is what I'm talking about. This word, this is the meaning that the word has. And when, as he speaks to you that way, line up with him. That's why sometimes you hear me talk and I'll say one word and then I'll say again with another word. That's because Holy Spirit is going, this is the word that I say and I'm clarifying it to be perfectly aligned with what he's saying. Not because I'm confused, but, (laughs) or I want to say it a couple of times. I'm lining my word up so it's perfectly aligned with his. As we all should, right? I mean, each of us, uh, if we look at, especially the Old Testament, what what did the prophets always say? Thus says the Lord. And they just said what the Lord said to say. Verbatim, word for word. They did not change it. They did not alter it, right? And then there were those that tried to say, oh, thus says the Lord and this is it. But the word wasn't from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And clearly that did not stand. It did not come to pass. Um, and any that believed it fell into some serious issues, right? So for us, let's get to the point of clearly and accurately hearing what the Lord says to say. And we've talked about this before, but it's good. It's a good safeguard for us to, to repeat it. Clearly and accurately hear what the Lord says. Mm-hmm. And is commanding us to say and do. And then say and do exactly that. Amen. Now, something you might know about, I'll say English language in particular, which is um, another point why you might hear me say things two different ways or, you know, line my words up the way I just explained to you. The English language is in itself diluted from its (laughs) core meaning and context in many ways. Then add on to their slang and um, colloquialisms, euphemisms, metaphors, all those kind of things. And you'll find that for English language in particular, we've have some words that are still true to meaning, but other, other words are not. So as I hear from the Lord and he goes, 
this is what I say the word is, and this is what the word means. I line up to that. So that's a continual learning and shaping and sculpt, um, sculpting of my vocabulary, but also not to just be impressive, but to line up with what the Lord says. So that way, when I speak, it creates, and God wants that in your life. When you speak, you're speaking his word, the way he meant, meant the word to be spoken, what the real definition of the word is, and then you release it. Now, as you, as you move through your life, this is just a point that the Lord will continue to grow and develop. It doesn't mean if you're not perfect on it, he can't use you. That's not what, what I'm saying or the Lord is saying at all in any way, shape or form, but he wants us to come towards him in this, not continue to go, Lord, well, I'm out here and this just is where I am. So you just come find me here. <laughs> this is a process, right? Absolutely. We're, we're in the basic training boot camp, green team prep level of this process. And even when you pass through this, right, and when you have overcome this part of the training, there's still the next and the next. And then even, even when you successfully complete all the God's Warrior Series trainings that there mm-hmm. are, you're still going to be going through the process and learning and growing and developing with and in and through the Lord. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it doesn't just wrap up when, when the courses are complete. We are constantly moving forward, pressing on and in with all that the Lord has, becoming conformed to the image of the Father, Son, Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Amen. So God is working with us because he's waiting and he's, he's working towards something in us so that his power in the earth can be delivered or flow through his people. And he needs us to be vessels that are prepared to do just that. He, he's, he's on a mission here and he's got an expectation that he'll see his, his power um, flowing freely in the earth. So we just want to be able to cooperate with that. And it requires that we prepare ourselves and we present ourselves to him in that way because he meant for his power to flow through us. Yes, he's going to do the supernatural things that no hands are touching and it's just the hand of God. And, but our God is not just a one way as, as a one trick pony. As we say, he doesn't just do one, one Avenue. He comes from every direction <laughs> and the vessels that he's chosen are his people. Because we are the body of Christ here in the earth. And just the one more point of clarity. There's when we speak, you can call for the power of God to come in or you can call for the power of the adversary. That's why we guard our words. We don't just talk idly in that that vein. But when we are vessels that the minister, the Lord is ministering through, we call for and we release the power of God to show up. Okay? So that's two different ways that we use our, our mouth. So I just wanted to say that. Please let me know if you have questions about this. And I know this is a little bit hard to articulate sometimes. And I appreciate you, honey, for bringing clarification. It's all and the Lord. I appreciate that. So listen to this episode again, meditate on it, meditate on it with the Holy Spirit so that you can hear what he's saying to you and it, it becomes alive in your spirit. It's going to quicken in your spirit before it clicks in your natural mind and that's perfectly fine. Um, just give God the chance to continue to work in you and to develop you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we're looking forward to meeting with you on the next one. We love you. We're praying for you. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. 
visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.